Welcome to The Word from Bethlehem Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Abigail Zhang Hoffman. And I'm Pastor Amy Walter-Peterson. Thanks for dwelling in The Word with us today. The Holy Gospel according to John, the 20th chapter, beginning with the 19th verse. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have not seen me? Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Our celebration of Easter continues in these 50 days. Years ago, when I was serving my first parish call, I also spent some time working as a hospice chaplain. And as I did that work, I had the opportunity to meet all kinds of people in the community who were not connected to a church. One couple that I met was reflective of many others. When I met the couple, they had been together for decades, though they were never married. And they were committed as any two people could ever be. And while they never spoke the vows promising to stay together in sickness and in health until death parts us, they lived those vows until death indeed parted them. When we met, they told me about their lives before and after they came together. They told me that they had attended a church in the community where they lived, a church they loved, full of people that they loved. But when they decided to become life partners outside of marriage, they stopped attending church. If they told me why they had made the decision to not marry, I don't recall it. At that time, in the mid-50s, living together out of marriage was taboo in many small communities and, frankly, large communities as well. And for a respected couple like them to make that choice was rare in the community where they lived. So rather than flaunt their choice in the face of people they loved and cared for, they left their church home 
and lived a quiet, peaceful life until the end. No one made them leave, but they understood the strong unwritten code that many of us live by and that frankly churches are very good at enforcing without ever saying a word. That being that if we don't fit in, if we don't agree, if our lifestyle doesn't fit the norm or brings discomfort to others, we should leave and not cause any trouble. I bet you who are listening today can name folks, and maybe, frankly, you've been one of those folks. People who know and love Jesus and who have yet left churches because their lifestyle, their beliefs, their behaviors, their life circumstances were outside of some group-defined norm. And their presence raised anxieties and led folks to say things like, well, if we allow this to be okay, where will we draw the line? Stories like this make me sad. Sad because faithful folks have given up living out their faith in a church community. And sad because that decision means they've missed out at times on the support, the encouragement, and the love that a church community can give. And sad because a community of faith has missed out on the chance to witness what faith looks like when it faces real rejection or disapproval. Stories like this are all too common. And in our day and age when individuals and communities disagree over beliefs or choices or experiences, what happens more often than not is that someone stays and someone goes. Today's gospel offers a different paradigm at work. When we hear this gospel, many of us have been taught to go to Thomas, but I'm going to ask us to hold off on Thomas for just a minute. Let's focus instead on what's happening in the passage as a whole. Today's gospel is actually the continuation of John's Easter gospel. Early in the morning, Mary Magdalene had gone to Jesus' tomb only to find it empty. She raced back to tell the others, and hearing the news, Peter and one other disciple make their way to the tomb and find things just as Mary has described them. They return home, but Mary is left alone weeping outside the tomb. She sees and talks to Jesus, but she doesn't know it's him until he says her name. And when she finally recognizes him, Jesus sends her back to tell the others what she has seen and heard. Our gospel for today picks up in the evening on the, of that same day. And just a few hours have passed since Mary has shared her startling news. Even though some in the room have seen that empty grave and all have heard Mary's news, they are still afraid and gathered behind locked doors. Jesus comes into their midst and speaks peace and shows them his hand and his side. The disciples are elated to see with their own eyes what they have heard. And with Jesus' breath of the Holy Spirit, they are empowered to proclaim forgiveness and to tell what they have seen to the world. They start right away with one of their own, with Thomas. We don't know why, but Thomas is away when Jesus comes to those that are gathered. 
And even after he's heard from his friends, Tom is a relu- Thomas is a reluctant believer. He's very much like them. They hadn't believed what Mary had told them. But maybe they thought there would be conviction in numbers. If they all told Thomas what they had seen and heard, surely he would get with the program and adopt their belief. But Thomas wants to see for himself. He wants to see and feel the nail marks. He wants to touch Jesus' side himself. He needs his own experience with the risen Christ, and until he gets it, he will not believe. This may seem a far cry from the story that I shared earlier, but what strikes me about this familiar gospel reading is that Thomas and the others don't share a common experience. They disagree about what they believe. And yet Thomas is not cut off from the group. He doesn't leave because he missed out, and he is not forced out because he can't accept the experience of the others. Thomas is his own person, and he longs for his own experience of the risen Christ. And the community makes space for him. What was it that we just heard in our day and age when individuals and communities disagree over beliefs or choices or experiences, what happens more often than not is that someone stays and someone goes, but not in the gospel. In the gospel, Christ's beloved community isn't just a gathering of people with like-minded beliefs or a collection of people with the same experiences. The beloved community is one that holds different beliefs and experiences and different needs in tension and yet finds a way to live together because what holds them together is greater than any of the disparities that divide them. What holds them together is the risen Christ and the hope of a new life and a new way forward that his resurrection offers. In the gospel, Jesus does not deny Thomas his need for a personal experience. But even as he gives Thomas what he needs, he blesses the community of believers who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Jesus recognizes from the start that not all people will come into the believing community in the same way. Some will come through personal experience and some will come through the witness of others. And from the start, Jesus tells us it's okay that our experiences and our needs are different. It's okay because what forms us, what shapes us, and what directs us in our belief in Christ as the way, the truth, and the life is Christ, not ourselves. How we arrive at faith in the risen Christ doesn't much matter. But living in community is essential for those who are called to live out their resurrection faith. Every single time, except for one, that the risen Christ appears in the Gospels, he is, appears to a community of believers. And the one time that he doesn't is when he comes to Mary Magdalene in the garden. And what he tells her is to go back to the community and tell them what she has seen and heard. 
And when Jesus appears to the disciples in our gospel today, it is not simply so that they can conform and confirm what Mary has already told them, but so that they can receive his gift of the Holy Spirit and go share it with others, that what they have received first from Jesus, forgiveness, mercy, and new life. If we wish to encounter the risen Christ, our best bet is in a community. A community like the church at Bethlehem, frankly. One of my deepest hopes as a leader in a faith community is that that community becomes the kind of place where Thomas with his demands and that couple that I first talked about and all of the others who find themselves outside the norm might find a place where they are met and known and loved. A place where we can show each other our wounds, where we uphold one another through our trials, where we practice forgiveness or simply try to look each other in the eye and say, peace be with you when we know we don't see eye to eye. When we do this, we are living the resurrection life that Christ calls us to live. We are called to be bearers of life to the world. Christ has given us a new life through his resurrection. And with this life calls us to extend this to others by making room for them in our communities, in our lives, and even in Christ's church. The spirit that Christ gives us is one that calls us to be filled with the breath of Christ's love and life and to expel the fear and the worry that keeps us from extending Christ's life into the world. And so friends, my question for you is, who is not in your community? Who is missing? The risen Christ is calling us, all of us, to make room for Thomas and all the others. Amen. We hope you've been fed by the word this week. Don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share your feedback with us at the word at blcfairport.org. And if you'd like to learn more about Bethlehem Lutheran Church or support the ministry we share, including this podcast, please visit www.blcfairport.org.